everybody on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. It is Goals Wednesday, and I'm joined by John Broadbent from Defend the Nest on today's Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is your humble host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, covering the American Hockey League for six years now. Hey, how about that? I'll remind you, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. And we have a new station that this podcast can be heard. We'll talk about that in a second. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. You can follow the show at LO underscore Ducks. So we have a couple of new things that I want to talk to you about. First off, this show is brought to you by the Locker Room app. If you have an Apple pot or an Apple device, download the Locker Room app. This is pretty new, folks. So go ahead and do this now. Download Locker Room and look up Locked On Ducks. Follow me there and you'll join me on the Locker Room app. And I'll be doing a room this Friday before the Ducks game. So definitely check that out. Uh, Something that I was going to mention. There's a lot of weird things going on. A lot of new stuff. Uh, Odyssey is now a new place where you could hear a podcast. And that is spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's the all-new Odyssey app. A lot of new apps taking place. And then there's the whole Fox Sports. They're now gone. Um... For those of you in the States, you've probably noticed that there is no more Prime Ticket, no more Fox Sports. The Ducks are no longer on Fox Sports. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, John, but no. No, no I'm embarrassingly haven't watched enough Ducks games this season to actually know. (laughs) So um, Fox Sports is now gone and replacing Fox Sports is a new, I guess, a new channel or new network called the Bally Sports Network. That's the Bally. Bally, spelled B-A-L-L-Y, like Bally Casinos. Okay. That's going to be the new channel where you're going to see Ducks games and some goals games. So instead of having some goals games on Prime Ticket, it'll be on Bally Sports SoCal. Ooh, whatever that's called. <laughs> but that voice you hear is... John Broadbent from Defends the Nest. Uh, how's it going today? Very good, very good. Um, glad to be back. And uh, don't worry, it is Thursday for me, so it's still Goals Thursday, technically. Hey, how about that? All right, so it is Goals <laughs> Thursday for one of us. So let's get right into it and talk about the last two games that took place. Sorry for the long intro, but there's a lot of new stuff happening here. New network, new apps. I mean, it's, it's exciting times for this podcast. Definitely, I'm excited. Yeah. So the last two games, goals fans, you should be very excited. Jeff, if you're listening, put on that goals cap because guess what? The winning streak is still on, baby. Yeah. The goals. Does he ever take it off? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he takes it off once in a while. I've I've seen him without the hat. Not often, but I mean, it, if I was a king, I wouldn't. I would always wear the crown as well. <laughs> I love it. (laughs) I know he's proudly wearing the cap right now because San Diego won a convincing victory against the Condors and then won a close one against the Tucson Roadrunners. Those were some fun games. And guess what? The goals are back in Irvine. They're playing great. 
And you know this is going to be on the heels of a couple of big-time wins at Tucson and at Ontario. Uh, Friday's game, just briefly, that was kind of a one-sided affair, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I was just reading back up on what I wrote about it. Uh, that was the first game that they played without Antoine Moran, so um, it, it cut for me. Um, but lucky that there was a, a brand-new toy for me to, to get happy about. Um, Alex Limoges was... Very, he, he very, very much impressed me in that game. Yes. Fresh out of college and looking like a pro. Um, he was in these last two games. He's been really, really good. He won't be the last college kid joining the goals. Ooh, is that a spoiler? Hmm. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, yeah. Nicholas Bruyard, he's the one that was the first star. Actually, the second star of the game. He scored two goals. You know who was the first star of the game on this one? And rightfully so. I'm going to say, hey, now, you're an Oli star. Oh, my God. <laughs> Taking that straight from my article, so you can use that. It's on my article. Hey, now, you're an Ole star. I love that Ole a star. lot. Thank you for that. <laughs> Everybody quote him on that. That is the new thing. <laughs> Ole Erickson Eck. I'm going to laugh about that one now. Uh, he stopped <laughs> All but one shot in the goals 4-1 commanding victory. Um, someone else that I've been really impressed with all year long has been Chase DeLeo. And I feel like he doesn't get enough love on this team. But I'm biased because he's a SoCal product. But I thought Chase DeLeo played a very good game. He did manage to get a goal on this one. But he was kind of all over the ice on this game, I thought. He was. He's, he's he's always his his motor's just going nonstop, and he was he's particularly noticeable in this game. Yeah, um, more so than the game afterwards. But we'll talk about that after. You know, what, uh, I'll let you yes. take the lead on that one because I know you want to talk more about the game that happened the following day, because that was an impressive win. Ole Eriksson Ek was out of his mind Saturday in a two to one victory over the Tucson Roadrunners. Meet meet ah no meet meet there. <laughs> yes, Matt Laredo had a great game. He had two points. That's fine. But Ole Eriksenek was very impressive. So I'll let you take the lead on the Saturday game. Yeah, actually, it's funny you mentioned Matt Laredo. Just getting to him first. Um, but yes, two names to talk about for that game. But Matt Laredo, so I was actually very surprised to hear in Kevin Deneen's post-game interview that Matt Laredo had been healthy scratched the last couple of games before that. Um, I thought it was injuries because he's been battling injuries this season. Um, so, again, I'm just a little bit confused about the uh, choice to put in defensemen over forwards, particularly former 30, 40-point scoring forwards. Um, but, yeah, Laredo, he didn't have a great start. He had a pretty bad turnover in the first period, and BJ McPherson called him out for that in the broadcasts, you know, saying that's that's not the kind of play he'd want to make and he's going to make up for it. And he did. He uh, um, got elevated to the line with Drew and Limoges and um, the, the three of them pretty much won the game for the goals. Well, sorry. And then Ole Eriksson-Eck was, was the difference as well. Um, just wanted to mention some of the saves he was making. I don't know, all those breakaway saves, he would have, I think there must have been three I counted. Um, and one of those was a straight-up stand-up style save. I haven't seen a goalie make that kind of save in a while. Like, he just looked so calm. Well, he, he sort of just waited the shooter and then just stand-up style left pad. Yeah, he showed incredible patience on that save that you're talking about where he just kind of waited and waited for the, 
for the opposing player to make a move. And yeah. he really didn't make much of a move. But Erickson Eck showed incredible patience there. And I thought he was calm, cool, and collected the entire 60 minutes. He's dialed in. The last, what is he, he's won four starts now. And he's, the last four of those games, he's looked absolutely locked in. He hasn't looked shaky at all. Um, just sort of playing the position, coming out to challenge at the right times, using his size. Uh, I can't see any flaws in this game right now. Uh, you mentioned that Chase DeLeal was a little bit more, I guess, present in Saturday's game. Even though he didn't get on the score sheet on Saturday's game, he made his presence known on that game against Tucson. He wasn't as offensive as he was in the game before, but um, yeah, he was definitely making his presence known. Um, he actually started on that line with Limoges and Drew to start off with, but Laredo, they swapped. So... I'm not sure, because hey, one thing I noticed was on the power play, he was the net front presence, but he wasn't doing that great a job. So I actually made a comment after the game that uh, in my article that I think they should put Limoges there for the next game, or at least on one of the power play units, because he's from what I've seen of him, he seems to just puck handle with patience and draw people draws people to him. Like the goals are missing that on the power play; they're missing that one player that draws in the defenders and create space like they had with Seagrass. Yeah, I mean, I know that Kevin Deneen is def- definitely trying a lot of stuff with his new toy, Alex Limoges. I'm calling him his, the new toy, but that, he kind of is <laughs> right now, the way he's been playing. Yeah, I've got to find a name for him. I mean, I'm not sure if I'm the only one that thought he looked like Corey Perry that first game I saw. But, um, yeah. Uh, so any goals fans, he, he if you're listening, say- come up with a nickname for Alex Limoges. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I in my my first article I wrote about him at the bottom. I put um, striker pose Limoges, but that's not quite a nickname. We need to think of something way better than that. <laughs> Someone else that I thought had a good game, well, obviously Hunter Drew, who didn't get a star, by the way, in this game. What's up with that? Tater's gonna hate. Um, <laughs> no, he he played. A, he was the fourth star, if anything. He he had a really yeah, good game. He has. Somebody's actually asked me, and I'll. I'll I'll do this on my own past podcast, but somebody's asked me who, who, which player has surprised me the most on the girls this season. Um, he's definitely one of them. He, it feels, and I've also written in one of my post game articles. Um, he might be a permanent forward now. Like I know this is the year of trying out defensemen at forward or just putting them there because they've got nowhere else. Um, but he's looking actually pretty good as a forward. He's got the right kind of physical skill set for it. Yeah, and he was never really a puck rushing defenseman. Um, his, you know, his game actually lends better to being a power forward. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission, and if you'll indulge me, I got to talk about this new app that everyone's talking about. Um, do you have an Apple, I guess, device on you? Yes. I ah, do. then you can check out the new locker room app. Um, are you curious what that is? Uh, I take a guess. It sounds like it's some sort of chat app, maybe. Yeah, it is It is kind of a chat app. So this is actually really cool how this works. So it's a social audio platform made for sports fans. And it covers all the major sports, NBA, MLB, football, which is not happening right now. So really just three sporting, sporting leagues, NBA, MLB, and the NHL. There is an NHL channel, and there are some good ones on there. And it's free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with sports experts 
Uh, pretty much most hosts from the Locked On Network are there. I think I'm the only one in there that likes talking about the Ducks. No, <laughs> no one else wants to talk about Ducks, and no one else likes talking minor league. But hey, if you want to have some minor league talk, um, I'm good for that too, as always. And I'll be hosting a locker room, I guess room, for Locked On Ducks, and this will be Friday before the Ducks game. So yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. And maybe I'll put up some excerpts for a future podcast. So definitely check that out. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Create a profile and follow me on there at Locked On Ducks. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Locked On Ducks, I guess, Locker Room. And hopefully I'll see you there. And finally, that's Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. I've hosted a couple of them already, and I've had some listeners join in and share their thoughts. Oh, that's cool. And had, a random, like a good idea. and had a random talk about minor league hockey the other day. Oh, yeah? Uh, someone randomly came on and said, you know, Houston needs a hockey team. And this person asked, what about the Houston Arrows? So we went on this whole, like, 20-minute thing about the Houston Arrows. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, you know what? I haven't talked about them in a long time, but it's always good to talk a little bit minors. Always good. Fair enough. I don't know a heck of a lot about Texas. Um, I know that they still have the stars. Uh, um, yeah, they have the stars. They had the San Antonio Rampage. Yes, I know they lost them. Um, I know people were very upset about that. Hey, I have, um, I have a jersey. I will never let oh, that really? out of my sight. Yes, I will. Oh, the green one? You know what? I'll talk about that on the other side. How about that? Okay. (laughs) So I'll talk about that right when we come back. Stay locked in. Okay. Last night, night before, 24 robbers came to my door. Opened the door and let them in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, or today, Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN, or in. Yes, that's a thing. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. I mentioned that I have a San Antonio Rampage jersey. Uh, it's from a few years ago. It's Joey Crab's alternate captain jersey. Oh. And the wow. reason I have that is because of my support for Anchorage, Alaska hockey. Oh. So there's a thing going on right now where it's, you know, save the sea wolves. And they had a silent auction, and that was one of the items, was a Joey Crab jersey. So I thought, well, for this price, I may as well get it. It was not expensive. It was less than a hundred bucks. <laughs> oh wow, wow! For some reason, so That's I said, cooler. hey, you know what? I've seen minor league jerseys go for way more expensive than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why not? Yeah, why not? I I know it's not a goals jersey, but hey, it was cheap. It's supporting the Sea Wolves, so. There you go. Hey, that's fair enough. Um, friends of mine, uh, Bonnie and Bob, I stayed with them when I was over there in 2019. Um, they won an Ontario Rain jersey at the uh, Gets Love Duchesne auction. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, us being Ducks fans, I think they gifted it to a friend that was a Rain fan. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> See, for me, it's all about you have to appreciate the game first. Like, that's how I've always been. Like, you appreciate the game 
But I mean, the hockey community as a whole is pretty friendly and you always want to have as many fans as possible, especially because hockey is the quote unquote fourth sport in this country. Oh, you guys will be getting, surely growing up to thirds. I hope so. Surely. I hope so. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to hate on all the other ones too much. I just don't know much about them. I mean, but. I mean, look, I'm not going to say anything bad about one sport, but I mean, San Diego fans definitely don't like one sport in particular because they lost their team, but uh-huh. I'm not going to dwell on that. Well, hey, I never really understood that sport because it seems to take like four hours to play. <laughs> uh, it does. It does. Though apparently that whole Super Bowl thing is a good day to get drunk. So, yeah, that could be a thing. Anyway. <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that there was alcohol consumed that day. But... Uh, let's talk about something that I have written down that I definitely want to talk about. So Ole Eriksson, he's been cleaning up as of recent. And Lucas Dostal is still, I think you said 11th ranked as far yeah, as... Yeah, somehow still 11th in safe percentage in the league. So are these the goalies of the future for the Ducks organization? And if so, which one is more of the future of the Anaheim Ducks? Ooh, that's oh, that is a tough argument. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to temper expectations here because this is going to sound a complete reversal that I just sang all the praises for Ollie before. He has turned his game around this season, but I'm not sure I'm ready to anoint him the next Gibson or the next Jonas Hiller. He's he's goalies take a while to develop, and um, he's just taken another step this year. Um, Dostal Dostal is brand new. Uh, brand new North American style this year. First time ever playing in North America. So people need to calm down with that too. He needs another year. Right. But then um, I looked I looked at his play at Ilvis earlier this season out in Europe, and he was leading the league for a while in several categories. So he was very impressive wearing the green and gold out there. Oh, definitely. But it's there's a consistency thing here because even before he got called up, uh, called up, he wasn't playing that well, um, and in the spot duty he did in between, he definitely didn't play as good as he had been to start off with. So there seems to be some sort of confidence slash um, groove, you know, just wasn't in the zone kind of thing. I wouldn't be ready to, to throw him into NHL backup duty next year, and it doesn't make sense to me anyway. I think he needs an, another year of consistent game time. No, I, I think if anyone's going to be the backup goalie, as far as short term for the Ducks, it would be Anthony Stolarz, who, by the way, first NHL victory in two years. How about that? Yes, at a boy Stoli, that was such such a good thing to see. I didn't actually watch the game, um, and I'm gutted that I didn't uh, because it sounded like he made an amazing pass in overtime to set up that goal. You know, I know I talked about this before, and I will be happy to talk about it again because <laughs> Anthony Stolarz is one of my main men. No, he had a brilliant pass. And by the way, I love this stat. The first Duck to have a primary assist on a game-winning overtime goal. That is pretty cool. That's pretty cool to have your name, you know, next to that as a franchise record. I mean, I would think it would have happened more often, but apparently it hasn't happened. You know, they haven't really had overtime that long. Probably should have happened sooner, but then who are... Gibson's not really a puck handling goalie. No, I thought Hiller may have, uh, may have had one there, but apparently not. That was well when Hiller was playing. They probably weren't going to overtime that often. They were probably winning more regulation. Uh, that um, may be true. Oh, but yeah. Go, going back to to that goal, um, 
he has great forward vision. He always has. He's pulled this kind of stuff with San Diego. We saw this with him a lot last season. Yes, definitely. Whenever I keep looking out for people to say, whoa, what a pad save, because his thing with the goals was always getting those like side-to-side cross-ice pass saves. It was, that was, he'd have one of those at least once a game. Yeah, and? <laughs> it's, it's, his, it's his signature move. Um, and yeah, he was yeah, always a good puck handling goalie. For, for those people uh, that say that's a bad thing, no, it's not. It's not a bad no, thing. No, definitely not. To, to be that big and be able to move that good across, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Um, and I also, sorry, speaking of big goalies, going back to Ole Eriksson, uh, commenting on Dostal being 11th, um, Ollie is fifth in save percentage and goals against average right now. Um, so he's he's crept up in the in the league. I will ask the question again because I do want an answer on this one, and I'll ask this oh. for goals fans too. <laughs> so I would assume that Gibby's going to be the main goalie for the Ducks, and Stoli's going to be the backup of the two: Ole Eriksson Ek or Lucas Dostal. Which one out of the two do you think has a better chance of being the future goaltender for San Diego? That's uh, a good question, isn't it? It's very good. Um, it feels to me that it's Lucas Dostal, um, and that's a plan that seems to be in place from, from management. Um, but Oli is definitely making a case for himself. Uh, so... Yeah, that's a very good question, but I'll go with Dostal. Um, and you know, it's funny because in the wings we've also got Roman Derny. I didn't. I had all admit when he got drafted, I was thinking, why did they take two goalies in this draft? Um, but he hasn't been that good. He hasn't been that bad in Tulsa this year either. Um, so these goalies are developing, um, and it's looking the future's looking good for that. Um, I mean, there's also rumors swirling around the Ducks right now that Gibby might be traded eventually, if not soon. So Yeah, uh, I've been hearing those rumors as well. There's a lot of them. Yeah, so we could see Dostal's um, need for, for development accelerated really quickly. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't I, know what I else would, to say about that. <laughs> my answer is still Dostal. I think Dostal is the goalie of the future for this organization. I think he could be a very fantastic primary goaltender for San Diego. But eventually, I could see Dostal being a very capable backup goaltender in the National Hockey League. I think he could get Yeah, there. I agree. Definitely. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yep. And particularly the way the league's trending now, uh, teams have figured it out that they need to spread the load at least half a season so that you've got a, a, a 1A, 1B tandem. Yeah, I mean... Because, like, we saw, we saw it with Gibson when he... He was playing great at the start of the season and then got overworked, uh, didn't start playing as great, got injured because he was overworked. And that one game that he came back, you know, he won that game. And by the way, before we head to break, so I'm glad I asked that question about the goalies of the future. But before we go to break, uh, so we talked about Stolarz having the primary assist. Last season, do you remember how many assists he had for San Diego? Oh, okay. You're putting me on the spot, but I want to guess... Four? Yeah, it was four. Oh yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. I wasn't even looking I wasn't even looking that up. I was just like Yes. Ah, oh, that's that's a yeah. thousand imaginary points for you. 
you, you know you know where you'd be really good at as far as trivia hockey jeopardy Ooh, oh yeah. yeah that's a little that's a good show <laughs> it's a little preview folks we'll talk about that in a little bit but we are going to talk about built bar right now that was a terrible segue <laughs> built bar is the best tasting protein bar in the land and it is the final four in the built bar bracket in a shocking upset well maybe not so much cookie dough chunk defeated the cookies and cream bar so cookie dough chunk is on to the championship and they'll face either mint brownie or coconut brownie chunk I personally am voting for Mint Brownie, but they are both delicious. So check out the Built Bar bracket at BuiltBar.com. And while you're there, try some fantastic flavors of Built Bar, like Cookies and Cream, Cookie Dough Chunk. They're both there. Mint Brownie's delicious. All of that on the Built Bar website, BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKED15 gets you 15% off your next order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. I don't think I would have voted for the mint one. I'd probably go cookies and cream. <laughs> I mean, I voted cookies and cream. See, oh, okay. The, you said mint. The thing is, so I like both cookies and cream and cookie dough chunk. And I went back and forth voting yesterday. And I was like, cookies and cream or cookie dough chunk? Which one? Which one? Which one? I voted for cookies <laughs> and cream and that one lost. <laughs> but hey. Oh. No, but they're both fantastic flavors. Both really good. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission, talk a little bit more about uh, some minor league hockey. And guys, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the whole Zegris stuff going on because that's what all the Ducks and Goals fans want to talk about. So we'll get to that on Mm -hmm. the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, and this is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and they have baseball. Baseball is back today, so definitely check that out, and it is the final four in the NCAA men's tournament. You have Gonzaga, Houston, Baylor, and UCLA. Hey, UCLA from SoCal, they're in it as an 11 seed, my God. And also the NHL. So check all that out at betonline.ag. On your first deposit, use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Yeah. I I wonder if people gambled responsibly on that UCLA game because I'm still surprised. I can't comment. I don't follow. <laughs> I, I will just say that the city was burning a little bit once they won it. In a good way? Oh, okay. Like, yep. no, literally. No, literally burning. Like, they were literally burning stuff on the street <laughs> on UCLA oh, campus. Oh, okay. Like, Vancouver <laughs> losing in the cup, cup finals kind of style. All right. And I'm like, <laughs> they didn't even win the championship. They just made the final four. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen if they upset Gonzaga? Oh, my God. All right, so we've talked about a lot of goal stuff today. Um, There is one hot topic that, unfortunately, everybody still talks about, and I know you and I have talked about this a little bit. Trevor Zegers has to come back to San Diego, doesn't he? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was just saying, I feel bad for whoever is running the Ducks social media this year because whenever they post the lineups and Zegris isn't in them, I'm quite tweeting it and saying, send him back, please. Uh, so I am being nice. I'm saying, please. Um, but yeah, I just don't see why. What's the point? If they're not going to play him, send him back. Um, unless he's injured. Unless it's like another Jamie Drellstall situation it's where not. he was up with the. No. <laughs> I know it's not, but. You know, it's just frustrating. It, like this whole season has been, for Ducks fans, um, absolutely frustrating. The thing is, we all know it's not. We all see the writing on the wall. Um, there was a graphic that went out during the game that really yeah. ticked off a lot of people. I know you saw it. I saw it on Twitter, yeah. And um, I saw all the explanations and uh, even had to get some clarity on would that would that rule still affect him if he played the NHL, uh, AHL and it doesn't. So um, it's incredibly stupid that they did that uh, in terms of putting it out there. This is why we're managing him um, essentially to say, so we can not pay him as much so soon. Um, yeah. Tell us how you really feel now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it's just, this whole season has been completely baffling in terms of PR from what's coming up from the ducks. Um, yeah, so yeah, the, the Ducks do have 19 games left in the season. He's played in 15 of 18 games. Well, technically, 15, he's technically he's played 15 games. It may as well be maybe a few full games in half, maybe a fourth of most. He's not gotten a lot of playing time. He's been benched several times. He's gotten the least amount of minutes, more than a handful of times. In those 19 games... He would have to play, what, 11 more games and then what? I mean, okay, let's say that you're the GM. Would you send him back now or would you play him the 11 games for Anaheim now and then send him back later? What would you do? Um, That's a good question. The goal fan of me is saying send him back now. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm also thinking of you, if you still want him to see time with the Ducks, do you play him now while it's slightly less intense in the playoff run, like run up to the playoffs when teams tend to get more physical? Uh, hasn't just kicked in yet? Or do you play him? Yeah, vice versa. It's Because it, it feels to me like they're trying to protect him. Um, and it's a stupid way. Uh, they've also openly admitted about the money thing. But also, uh, from what I've seen on Twitter, anytime a fight or a game gets chippy, they bench him instantly. Right. Um, so, I mean, okay, if you, are they maybe going to hold him up and pick and choose who they play him against, against teams that are less physical? Because good luck with that. A lot of the teams in the Pacific are physical. Yeah. So, um, I uh, briefly mentioned this last time, and I want to actually have like a frank conversation about this because the goals, or sorry, the Ducks could very slightly possibly have fans coming back. So there was a fan survey that went out recently from Iceman Cometh, a good friend, Eric Stevens, who mm -hmm. I, I'm sure you saw the results of this survey recently. I partook in the survey. You partook <laughs> in the survey yourself. I, I did partake in the survey, yes. And I did read the results. Yep. Yeah. Um, to put it mildly, Ducks fans are not pleased with management. They want, they still want to come back. So here's kind of the really 
complicated part of it. If Zegers plays the 11 games now, that means he'd have no chance to play in front of the fans for the rest of the season. There is still the small possibility that we could see Ducks hockey possibly the last three home games of the season, more than likely the last two home games of the season. Is it worth one? Is it worth the trouble? Two, do you think it's actually going to happen? That I never actually thought about that. Yeah, that's a good point. So, do you think that they're possibly holding him back so that they could play him later in the season in front of fans? Um, and that's then that's kind of like yeah. the two B to this. If they're going to scratch him, that means they would have to do it for eight more games. That's a lot of games and to be then, scratched. Yeah, and again, just send him down to the goals. Yeah. Um, I mean... It's, it's a very complicated situation that they put themselves in. They backed themselves into a corner here. They have. It's complicated, but they're making it complicated. Um, to everyone on the outside, it's simple. Just play him. Um, or if you're not going to play him, send him to the goals. Yeah, uh, Exactly. I mean, I'm keeping an eye on AHL transactions every day. I saw today that um, Agazino and Letterio are coming back. So, that, that, yeah, that's good. But it must must mean that something's shifting with the Ducks lineup then. There's uh, someone you left out of there that's coming back. Oh, uh, Curran and Dostal, yeah. So, Cody Curran. But, Cody I mean, Curran should have played in this road trip. He should have. I know. That's what I'm saying. I, was I left that out on purpose. I was That's such a sad that he didn't play yeah. the other night. Come on. I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm totally have, with you on that. When you have four players down to COVID and you need a big shot, who do you turn to? Oh, come on. Adam. I agree. I agree completely. Yep. And the whole 7D. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's the hidden things we don't know. Are they sh- they're still shopping people maybe and playing them so that other teams can see them. And, I don't know, it's, and it feels like the trade market's really quite dead and quiet anyway because people are worried about the expansion draft and tricky about quarantine. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, if the Ducks want to have a little bit of a money-making situation and make money off of the fact that Zugas is playing, what they could do is send him down to San Diego for a couple of weeks, play a few yep. games here, and then bring him up later when you could show him off to the fan base, assuming they're not completely yep. pissed off by then. And when the season doesn't matter, which, you know, in a traditional NHL season would be the case anyway. You know, Bob Murray still thinks the Ducks can make a run. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't now. Because they're only 10 points back from the Blues, who have been struggling. Uh, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's affecting the goals, too. It sucks. Cause exactly. Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm, I'm just enjoying watching the goals. I never really pinned too much on this season, knowing that there probably wouldn't be a Calder Cups finals. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what else do you have to look forward to? But You know what we have to look forward to? to watch. Here, here's a segue. Uh, we look forward to having a couple more, at least one player coming to the goals. From Minnesota. Yes, ah. McLaughlin watch is in effect. Yeah. Um, you're more sold on McLaughlin. I'm more sold on Lacombe personally, but I like both of these kids a lot. 
although they had a bad game out in um out, out east. Yeah, they had a good game Lo- against uh, Omaha, but ooh, getting shut out to Minnesota State. Oof. That's a bad look. Yeah. And McLaughlin Yeah, they're playing at Loveland. Yeah, McLaughlin had a bad game on that elimination. Minus three. Um, he looked pretty bad defensively on just on that one game. He looked bad defensively, but that is not, I guess, indicative of his entire season. Uh, he's been very impressive, and I know you've you've got high hopes for this kid. I've been hashtag McLaughlin watch on Twitter. He <laughs> is developing and progressing year on year, um, and I've been waiting to see his PTO or ELC signing because uh, it's that 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 final game was. I don't know, three days ago now. Yep. So uh, if he's going to sign and get in some games, now's the time. Uh, that said, he's, he can possibly go back to college for one more year. Uh, it just feels like most drafted players with that kind of caliber tend to go pro after their, after their junior year. Um, it feels like I, it's his time now. Yes, yeah. And just on him, so just covering his stats just because he has been progressing year on year. He had 28 points in 31 games this year, 24 and 37 last year, and 20 in the 35 his freshman year. So he's, he's progressing year on year and uh, had a really great this season this season. I'm definitely sure he's going pro. I'm just waiting on it happening. It, uh, it's got to happen this year. Yeah. So we're definitely agreeing on that. Yep. Um, but Lacombe uh, was only, I actually thought it was his freshman year, but that's, COVID's completely made by time. <laughs> time years gone completely out the window. Uh, oh, time doesn't exist anymore. Sophomore year. It does not. <laughs> yeah. 2020 didn't happen. Um, so, yeah. Lacombe actually only, he just finished his sophomore year. So uh, I think he's going to do one more year. I feel like he might come up this year too. Like he might be given a PTO as well. Um, I was really impressed with him in the middle of the season when he was looking really good just on neutral ice. Um, he was showing some very good pressuring skills and he was showing a lot of good movement along the boards and along the neutral zone. Uh, his skating is very good. He's one of the better skaters on that Minnesota team. Almost as good as Jamie Drysdale skating. Almost. Yeah, yeah. He was drafted as a project. I mean, a converted forward to defense. Um, and so, yeah, his freshman year, he had 13 points in 37 games. And in this most recent season, he had a much better year, 21 points in 27 games. For a defenseman, uh, by the way. Yeah, that's really good for a defenseman. Uh, World Junior's appearance. Um that was fun to watch him at the World Juniors because you're right, his skating did stand out. Um, but also some deficiencies in, de- in his defensive game were very much on stage as well. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think he needs at least one more year at college just to just to sort of hone that part of his game. Yeah, but you know, you know what he has? That Jimmy Dreisel doesn't have? Flow? I'm keeping that in. (laughs) (laughs) And yet you're not wrong. (laughs) 
That might be the good place to end it, actually. <laughs> I can't go anywhere from there. I wouldn't call myself, like, the flow analyst. I mean, Zegris definitely has the best. Um, well, yeah. But you know what? Shout out to... Oh, man, what was that kid's name? The guy that... He, he was a guy last year. Uh, he played for the Kamloops Blazers. Devin Sitteroff. Yeah. <laughs> Devin Sitteroff had... Yep, he had the looks and the flow. That's anyway, true. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's a funny note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> can we go anywhere from here? I don't think we can. No, I don't can think we? So. <laughs> so. No. How's that? Start plugging my things. Yeah, start go ahead. And start plugging away. Uh, so you can follow me on Defend the Nest uh, on Twitter. That's Defend the Nest SD. Um, and my writing is at defendthenest.com. That's, that's defendthenest.com. Um, and I have a podcast now. I've had one episode, but I haven't figured out how to put it on the platforms yet. I'm still figuring that part out. Um, hopefully I'll figure that out tomorrow. Um, and I do plan on doing a podcast this week. I've had some questions fired at me and I'm really excited to answer those. So thank you everybody. Um, but it's been real fun talking to you too, Jason. Yeah. And if you guys have questions for me, I have my mailbag open this week. Woo! So, hey, if you want if you want to direct some of those questions to me, too, I could answer them as well. Uh, my mailbag is open for the Friday episode. And I mentioned hockey trivia. So, you answered that Stolar's question very effectively. This is kind of a segue for tomorrow's show. Because uh, tomorrow is the, the first day of April. And I'll be doing a special episode of Locked on Jeopardy. Yeah, after the success. Wow. Yeah, after the success of the Tournament of Champions, we're back for season two of Hockey Jeopardy. Nice. And this year, it's going to have a bit of a twist. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it's a bit of a twist, and I will just briefly say that tomorrow is going to be a North Division battle. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So slightly different format this year. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't want to spoil it. Too oh, okay. Much. You, have to li- you have to listen Speak- to the Thursday show. Speaking of North Division, uh, um, did you see? I don't know if I, it was widely spread around, but uh, that um, Matthew to Chuck massive dive in that game the other day. <laughs> he's he's an Academy Award winning player. <laughs> he is he's one of those players that like if he's on your team you'd love him but if he's not he's absolutely pissed yeah it kind of yeah. reminds you of a certain player that used to be in Anaheim that's now playing in said North Division I'm pretty sure he was the inspiration for him yeah yeah a little bit and that player that we've mentioned but didn't say by name uh, he still got it he scored a shootout goal last week and I was like oh man that guy again Oh man. I, you know what? I might actually watch these NHL playoffs. I haven't watched all season, but the playoffs do you think they'll be fun? Or are they they're, gonna be too predictable right now? They're always fun. It's gonna be so unpredictable this year. Because I saw Scott Wheeler like he tweeted today something about it's right now it's too predictable who's actually gonna be in the playoffs. It's that's not fun. Or something like that. But in the North Division, there's some other spots that are still completely up for grabs. It's really a race between the Kings, the Coyotes, and the Blues in the West. 
because the Blues are fading. The Kings are still in it. The Kings are still in it. And Arizona, hey, don't sleep on the Coyotes. Oh, no, I don't. No. I've got a friend here who's a big Coyotes fan, and she's always giving me updates. Oh, all right. I need to plug my stuff. Uh, So my Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. I'm on the Locker Room app, which is at Locked on Ducks. Once again, that's this Friday at about 6 p.m. Pacific. So it'll be like a pregame slash first period watch party of sorts. So check that out. Uh, You can hear this podcast on the Apple app, the Spotify app, Stitcher, wherever you hear your podcasts. Make sure to follow the show. Yeah, all that fun stuff. Oh, mailbag, LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it once again. No problem. Had a great time. And, yeah, we'll see if the goals can continue this hot streak. So the goal schedule coming up, they got a pretty interesting set of games coming up because they have Ontario a bunch of times and San Jose's in there. That should be good. They need to get some revenge on San Jose. Yeah, and that San Jose game, by the way, will be on the CW network out of San Diego, which is a Tegna-owned station. Hmm. Just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. That's all I'm saying. So definitely check that out on CW San Diego. Uh, yeah, it's no longer... Actually, they have one more Fox 5 game, so they're actually doing both this year, which is really interesting. But, mm. hey, it... I think it's great that the goals have all this TV coverage in San Diego. I think it's awesome. I agree. Yes, definitely. The more, the better. Yep, more of it. Need more of it. So Yes. Guess what we're going to talk a lot about next time on Locked on Goals? The Ontario Reign. Guess who's willing to come on to talk about it next week? Our very own Sarah Avampado, who covers the rain. So that'll be coming up next time. So, John, you know what we do at this point. Four. <laughs> four locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue practicing social distancing. Be kind to one another. And gulls fly together. Caca! Caca! Oh, caca! Good, we're not doing the quack. All right, caca! I'm not falling for that again. <laughs> Definitely not. Have a good one, everyone.